Hello, and thank you for joining us again on our Gilmore Girls podcast, Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. Gilmore Girls is the coffee, and we're the shot of cynicism. Flawless. Thank you. That was flawless. I'm Jeffrey. I'm Nenny. And today we're going to be discussing episode 20 of season two. Help Wanted. Yes, Help Wanted. Um, but first, we have to talk about what this global state of uncertainty happening right now. <laughs> this global anxiety attack. Yes, that's pretty much what it is, though. I think so, too. And considering um, I'm someone who, you know, fights uncertainty on a daily basis, preach. and now it's like... I'm right there with you. You know? It's yeah. really not a good time for people with anxiety and, OC- <laughs> really? and OCD and, right oh now. Oh my god, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Like, I honestly, I'm not going to say I have an issue with hand washing. I do have OCD, but I'm not going to say hand washing has been, like, been a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Except I do wash my hands a lot just because I hate when my hands feel dirty. So I, I just wash, wash my hands them a lot the because time. I work in a hospital, so yeah. I... Gotten into habit. So now I realize how much I wash my hands, though. Yeah, right? Aren't you, like, super aware of yes, what's going exactly. on? exactly. Um, so this virus, this COVID-19, you know what COVID-19 stands for? It triggers me, but please tell me. Okay, so it's corona, yeah, cause virus, <laughs> disease, I and did, the year 19. Yeah, because I did read, like, when the coronavirus first started spreading, like, this year, I did read that, like... This year or last year? Well, it started in Dece- December. Started right? November, actually. November, okay. Yeah. It hit the, it like started to hit like mainstream news this yeah. year, I think, right? So when it started to spread. So, like, coronavirus is like the type of virus, but like COVID 19 is the more specific. So, COVID 19 right? is the strain. Yeah. Coronavirus is the umbrella term that we use for these like respiratory diseases, yeah. of which SARS yeah, and MERS SARS. are a part. Just like when H1N1 was around, that was, oh a, that was a swine flu. So, like, when you could, so like, so it's like swine flu is the oh, If only we had that issue. slapper Lady Gaga song, swine. Yes, exactly. Um, Sorry. <laughs> the, I was like, I thought you were going to say, I wish we had that again. I'm like, well, that was not even, that's not even comparable, I don't think. No, not at all. Honestly, the only memory. So yes, I wish we had that yeah. again because it was nothing <laughs> compared to what we have now. The only memory I have of the swine flu was when they came up with a vaccine for it. Yeah. It was like, I'm good. I want to say it was like Christmas time-ish. I don't know. I don't, but I, I feel like it was like December. Like I remember the, the swine flu, but I don't remember when the vaccine, because it was such a non-issue. Yeah. So I was in grade six. So that means I was in. You're five years older than me, so. Do math, do math. <laughs> that means. You were in grade. I was 17, so I was in sec four. Okay. So grade. 10? 10, 11. 10, yeah. 11, somewhere there. Um, also, my only memory from that was, um, they came with a vaccine and they were giving it to all of the schools if you wanted. So if like, you wanted it, yeah. So, like, I remember in all of the sixth grade, everybody signed up for it except for three people. And I was one of the three people because my mom's a nurse and she was like, you know what? No, that's not happening. Yeah. Cause just Because she didn't think it was necessary and didn't want to, like, risk. At that point, I think, honestly, it was more uh, fear than anything. Yeah. Um, there was no way it was going to come here. No. It was, it was, I think there was only, like, I mean. I think there were, like. First of all, SARS in North America, in Canada, I shouldn't say in North America, SARS in Canada, remember the big SARS thing? How old were you when that happened? I was in grade six, so you were not. I was in kindergarten. Yeah. So... And, my only, and the only reason I know I was in kindergarten was because when this whole coronavirus thing first took, like, was getting serious in, in North America, my dad had a cold and like my dad is very bad with the whole coughing into your elbow thing. <laughs> and so like I made a comment saying like, didn't you go to kindergarten? And my mom was like, we didn't learn that in kindergarten. And like I had a bit of a moment where I was like, wait a minute. You didn't learn that in school because I was in kindergarten and we learned hand washing and coughing into your elbow. And my, mom, my mom was like, yeah, what year was that? And I said, like, 2003. She's like, that was the year of SARS. So she's like, you learned that because SARS was going around. Yeah, so fun probably. Fact. So fun fact. But um, I think in Canada, SARS, SARS was another big fear-mongering moment in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one case in Canada. Yeah. So it's like so fear. can relax. Fear and panic spread more than anything else. Everybody can calm their tits. And give me toilet paper. <laughs> Not for me. For my grandmother. Because your grandmother ran out of toilet paper. My poor grandma. My yaya. She ran out of toilet paper. Because everybody's been panicked by toilet paper. Everybody's been panicked right? buying toilet paper. And honestly, I do not get it. And we talked about it with your mom earlier. It's <laughs> like one guy was buying toilet paper and the other guy saw him. And everyone started thinking, maybe I should be buying toilet paper. That's what it is. It's like it's a mom mentality. And that's what, honest. This is Honestly, this is what's scary about... I'm not so much scared of coronavirus. I'm more scared of the fa- the people's reactions um, yeah. to this coronavirus. 
and honestly, I it reminds like, I'm gonna say it reminds me of I, I wasn't alive when that happened, but like just hearing like stories of the AIDS crisis and like how people right. and like how people responded in fear to that, and the fear was rooted in like homophobia and other things, right? Right. Well, the coronavirus now they're calling it the fucking China virus and the Wuhan virus, and uh, people are being fucking dicks to Asian people. I think uh, crises. Global crises like these ones uh, bring out... They bring out the worst in people. They bring out, like, what? Racism, xenophobia. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the worst in people. Honestly, I haven't heard one happy tale from the The worst in human nature, I would say. I've only heard one happy... I should... Re- I'll go back. I've heard one happy tale from the coronavirus where this lady gave another lady $100 to go in to shop because they were elderly and they didn't want to go in. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's very nice. That's the only fucking story I've heard. Honestly. The only other stories I've heard is people ignoring fucking lockdowns and going yes. to bars and beaches and festivals <laughs> because they're like, YOLO. Are people still saying YOLO? Sure. I mean, I said it. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's that. There's boomers not taking this fucking seriously. <sighs> then there's boomers taking it way too fucking seriously. Yeah. So. Um... And then there's people whose job it is to know what the fuck they're doing and saying, who don't know what the fuck they're doing and saying. America. Yeah. Orange man in America. Mm -hmm. You know who you are. You know who you are. He doesn't listen. (laughs) Whatever. And it's it's just, it's a clusterfuck. Do you think there's any Trump supporters who listen to us? I think so. You think so? Yeah. Well, not anymore. (laughs) Um, No, but you know what? Here's the thing. It's It's not because I want to take a shot at him. It's that... No matter who it would be, if this reaction would have happened, like, I would have said the same thing. Like, get your shit together. Yeah. Not too happy with Trudeau either right now. No. So, like, it's not it's not a dig at a certain political party or whatever. I'm just saying everybody has to, like, first of all, everybody has to calm down. Stop hoarding shit. Aren't you going to say your catchphrase? You need to calm down. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everyone needs to calm down and um, leaders need to lead. Yeah. And stay home if you can, because it's, it's <clears throat> for the love of God, if you don't think you're going to get sick, fine. But my 86-year-old grandmother with multiple yeah. myeloma might get sick and die. Honestly. She will not survive. It's kind of sad that I think this, but when you said leaders have to lead, mm-hmm. my first thought was easier said than done. And that shouldn't be my first thought. My first thought should, my first thought should be leaders should know how to lead through this. But on the other hand, like nobody knows what the hell is going on. So Listen, I get it's a very uncertain time. I get that shit's moving rapidly and we weren't prepared. We should have been prepared since they warned us, but we weren't. But okay, fine. But I mean, it's just very frustrating. Yes. Okay. Two things before, okay. we, before we move on. Yeah. Number one, did you see the video that Hillary Duff made in response to the quote unquote yes. millennials going out partying? Yes. And honestly, I love Hillary Duff and always will, but a lot of her like social media takes have been a bit... Um, how shall I say? Much. Much? <laughs> and a bit like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a bit tone deaf the last little bit? Like she I po- think Hillary Duff's message was way less tone deaf no, than not, Vanessa okay. Hudgens. Okay. I didn't, which one was, I, I think I scrolled, Ooh. I think I scrolled past it because by that point I was like, I follow, oh, well, I follow, I'll tell her, you I follow her too, but hold that thought. So. I um, said hold back. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, hold that thought. <laughs> no, Hillary Duff posted a video a while ago. I don't know if you saw it. It was. I think so, yeah. She, post, she posted this video she took of this supposed paparazzi taking pictures of her kids in the, in the soccer field. Oh, I didn't see that one. I saw something else. And like, um, she kept, she was like asking him why you're taking pictures. Like, do you have a kid here? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it was basically just this guy who was a black man, we have to point out. He was taking, just taking pictures and said, I'm just practicing photography and blah, blah, blah. And so I feel like I'm, I'm in kind of impartial to both sides here, but I feel like she kind of blew out of proportion because I, I don't really know why like paparazzi would necessarily be interested in, kids. and, but it wasn't, I don't think she, I think she had one kid there and like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a celebrity kid soccer league, you know, it was like just a random incident. So I'm, I I think she she did blow blow it a bit out of proportion, and just a couple of other things. She, she she's really salty, in general on Instagram a, a lot. With... Yeah, but can we agree that with the coronavirus video, it was kind of necessary? Yes, that was necessary. So I'm like, thank you for bringing it back around. But I feel like in general, she's she's a bit. Oh, are you saying that like people don't really necessarily pay attention because she's just a little bit? She's yeah. too much sometimes. I'm not gonna say she's too much, but like you can say it. I don't know. <laughs> she's kind of like. 
you know, I'm like kind of like boomer mom sharing Facebook memes. Got like, it. She like she's very big on the you know the meme going around now that says like your parents were called to war or your grandparents were called to war. You're being called to sit on your couch. You can do this. Like fuck off with that, please. So like what does that even? Like that's not the issue here. Yeah, and also I feel and like- also Hillary, you are a millennial. Number one. You are you are Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> can I can I say something though? I think it's really easy for celebrities to be like. Stay home. Don't infect people. Don't go to work. Some of us have to go to work. Exactly. Um, my mom, your mom, and I work in a hospital. Some of us have to go to work. Hospital? If, what? The hospital's gonna close? Uh, no. If I can, this week I've been working from home because of my library work. But like on the weekends, like I was telling your mom before, I cannot not go to work. Exactly. <laughs> I have to go to work. Yeah. I cannot not go grocery shopping. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. Everybody it, needs to chill. Everyone keeps saying be vigilant, and like that's the whole point that you have to be vigilant. But yeah. then, but that that also freaks me out because like I have no faith in people. People aren't yeah. going to be vigilant. People are going to be stupid. I feel like we're full of contradictions today. We are. We're, I was we're gonna, always full of contradictions. Because I was going to say also like I understand this. I have to go out sometimes. Yeah. But I also just went to Walmart to try and see if there was some toilet paper left over from my grandmother, and there was a lady wearing an N95 mask, which is those heavy duty tuberculosis masks. Are you for real? And if you're that sick... In our Walmart? Yeah. Going up the street from here? Yeah. Jesus like, Christ. if you're that sick, you shouldn't be outside. Because also, I know what's going to happen. You're either not sick and you're wearing that so you don't get sick, but you're going to cause panic around you because people are going to be like, oh my God, she's probably very fucking sick because N95 masks are no fucking joke. And there's, by the way, there's a shortage, so fucking leave them for hospital workers who actually need them. Or you are sick... And you shouldn't be going anywhere. Can't imagine why this is a trying time for people with anxiety and OCD. Ugh, Can you imagine? Okay, so Vanessa Hudgens' post. Okay. Hudgens? Is that, am I Hudgens, saying it properly? Yes. Okay. I did so, see it, but, I, but, but, but by that point, I was just overloaded. I'm like, fuck this, and I closed the app. So we can say one last thing, and then we'll move on to happier things. Yes. Um, so she posted a video saying... Because apparently they're saying it might last. Because there's because there's so much uncertainty, they're saying like it, there's no evidence right now that um, like the regular flu, it's seasonal. Yeah. People are saying we're hoping it's like the regular flu, it's seasonal, the hot weather will do away with it. There's no evidence of that right now. No. So they said be prepared for it to last into the summer potentially. Like or, if we don't get a hold on it. Or, you know? Yeah. Like anything is possible at this right. point. Right. I, f- I feel like they're just trying to say like anything is possible. Just everybody hold chill. Tight. So she went on, I think she did an Instagram live. Every, okay. Celebrities, <laughs> stop going live on Instagram. Nothing stop good it. comes of it. <laughs> Nothing good comes of it. I'm looking at Your you. Your PR teams are shaking their heads. I'm looking at you, all drag queens, stop it. Oh my. And BB Rexa, knock it off. Continue. You don't like her. I love BB Rexa. Oh, no, who, no, I'm thinking of the oh, drag queen. Oh, B.B. Zahara Benet? Yeah. Hate that bitch. Continue. <laughs> sorry, I thought you were saying B.B. No. I thought you were saying her. Oh, my God. B.B. Rex with a pop singer? No, 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 I'm no. sorry, because I was just watching drag queen yes. before. Uh, anyways, so she went on Instagram Live, and she said, like, people are saying this is going to last until the summer, and everyone's making fun of her because she wants to go to Coachella, because apparently yes. she mentioned Coachella in her video as well. Um, and she was She's like, very big into that culture. Well, yeah. I feel like she would wear a headdress and just, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyways, so she was saying, like, I understand that people are going to die, but, like, it's inevitable. No, you have to watch this video. So then everyone was like, everybody be kind. She's young. And I'm like, bitch, she's 31. What? She's 31. Huh? She's not, like, a young teenager who said dumb shit. She's 31 years old. How did I miss this? And considering the fact that I actually follow, there's... there's you have to go watch I it. I actually follow a couple I'm of, so like... I'm so tempted to press pause <laughs> so you can watch it, but we're not going to do that. I actually follow a couple of, like, celebrities slash, like, pop singers who are younger than me who have a better handle on this than I do. So, I, like... I mean... I don't even think being a teenager is something you can, like, write it off as. Fucking, but she's not a teenager. No, she's, she's not. She's 31 years old. So and I'm sorry, if you have to miss Coachella, So like, basically, she was like, it's inevitable and I want to go to Coachella, so let me go. Basically, she was like, I understand that, like, people might get infected, but, like, <laughs> if they die, it's, like, inevitable. How did I miss this? And I was like, it's not inevitable. We can prevent it, you fucking idiots. Oh, Lord. Anyways, we have to watch that afterwards. Yes. Um, Because I think everyone should see how fucking stupid she is. Please. Um, but, and, and for everyone saying, like, just be kind to her. She doesn't know any better. No. She should know any better. She should. And, because, on, come on. and on that note, um, yes. I've also challenged myself to 
to stay off Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. Because, like, just no. Get ready for a bunch of controversial posts because Jeffrey's not there to moderate. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I, you know, and it's really hard for me. It's been, it, it is hard for me because I joined Twitter, what, like seven years ago? Um, I'm going to say it now. I'm high key addicted to Twitter. Like, mm. just... Like especially especially in the last few years when I when I when I get anxious I'm just on it all the time. It's not a good time. I will say it's not a good time to be on social media. No, and like I I enjoy Twitter and its negative and its like negative cynical tone and like just jokes oh, yeah. and everything. Like I enjoy that, and that's kind of like my vibe, shall I say? But like everyone screaming into the void about this state of global uncertainty is a big no no for yeah, Jeff no, it's, it's for Jeffrey's mental much. health. I get it. So right now, the only uh, social media I've been going on is Instagram because surprisingly, that's the only one that doesn't make me want to tear my hair out. Yeah. And that's ironic because like, you know. Usually it's the other way Usually, usually like Twitter is, is the only one that I can tolerate and then Instagram wants, makes me want to tear my hair out. Yeah, so. I get it. I saw something this morning that made me say maybe I should take a break from Twitter as well. But listen, I'm only on Twitter when <laughs> you I- You just joined Twitter. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just joined because of the podcast. Yes. So I'm not even on it very much. No. But um, I was on it today to try and post something, but my internet was very slow, so I said, fuck it. But um, the con- the new conspiracy theory, you know what it is? No. That Oprah is involved in a child sex trafficking ring. Oh, Lord. So, like, guys, we left you in quarantine for three hour- three days, and this is what you fucking come up with? This is, like, what? We're, we're choosing to focus on this instead of, you know, shall I say again, this state of global uncertainty? Anyways, let's not talk about it anymore. No, I'm triggered, so. I know, but, like... <laughs> Just some things to take away. Don't be racist. Leave Oprah alone. No, I mean, I was going to... Okay. <laughs> Don't be racist. Don't interrupt me this way because I'm going <laughs> to laugh. Don't be racist. Um, stay home if you can, but also we understand if you have to go out. Yes. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, do some puzzles and read some books. Yes. And to all of our listeners... Uh... Please follow those rules. Yeah. And um, and listen to the podcast. Yes. And um, if you are in a, you know, place where the where the virus is much worse yes. than we have it here. We, Sending uh, all my thoughts yes, to you. Yes. And uh, we hope you stay safe. Stay in any safe way, for real. In any way you can. And um, on that note. Yeah. Shall we move on to the actual focus of this podcast? Yeah. Which is Kill More Girls. Yeah. A little more pleasant. A little more pleasant. Although so, I have thoughts. Yes. So episode 20 of season two. Help Wanted. The aftermath of the car accident. Yes. Jeffrey's sad because Jess is gone. For one episode, but I know he's he's gone. Season five is not going to be a good time for us, oh just so God. you know. Season five or four? Four. He's in, he's in season four. Yeah, but like later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I actually like season four. I like anyway. season four too. Um, so, but let's not talk about season four. The Hungry Diner. The Hungry Fucking <laughs> Diner is Michelle's hangout. I mean, I'm not surprised. It looks very... Um, I was going to say bougie, but it doesn't look bougie. Should we preface? It's more chic yes. than uh, Luke's Diner. Should we preface this by saying why uh, Lorelai and Rory have to go to the Hungry Diner for breakfast? Because Luke went fishing. Yes. Because- As he should, because apparently Luke's is the only place in this town that has edible food. Guys, for real? I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'd want eggs sometimes and like pancakes and whatever. But it's a diner. It's not like it's, it's freaking It's a diner, gourmet. and also like most people like just grab a coffee in the morning kind yeah. of thing. Most people don't have a full-on sit-down, most people that I know, I should say, yeah. don't have a full-on sit-down meal in the morning. Clearly not in Stars Hollow. Everyone has... Right? Yeah. Kirk is freaking out. Well, he left his wallet in there. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair he left his wallet in there. He's but, like, I have blood sugar issues. Like, go eat at home, idiot. Seriously. <laughs> but, um, I would go to Weston's personally. Like, get a little croissant. Get a little... And they have coffee there, coffee. too. Yeah. I'm not above eating pie for breakfast. Okay, but I hate friends without going to Weston's. So. Well, when she dies, <laughs> Weston's all yours. Um... <laughs> Lorelai is calling this thing a thinglet between her and Luke. <sighs> and I feel like this is one of those moments where I'm like, Lorelai, you're very full of yourself. Yes. Because she says to Rory, it's fine. We'll go in. I'll say something witty and charming. Yeah, like, fuck off. And he'll forget all about it. How about you apologize? You, you act- <laughs> I mean, she acted like a, high, like a child. She had a t- full-on temper tantrum. Listen, you had a full-on temper tantrum and... Now you're saying that you're not even going to apologize. You're just going to be your witty, charming self and like, all will be forgotten. No. But the, but does that surprise you? That, that's like, it doesn't that's, surprise me, but it frustrates me. It does. I'm yes. allowed to be frustrated. Oh, okay. I'm entitled to my feelings. Considering that like 
watching Lorelai freak out in a place like the Hungry Diner, it's like, on the one hand, the Hungry Diner looks like a cult, so I'm not going to, like, <laughs> criticize her too that much. That waitress, you know what that waitress reminded me of? She reminded me of La Dawn. <laughs> yes. But, like, that's the, the whole point. Cast. That's the whole point. And, like, in my notes, I wrote down that, like, the Hungry Diner is such a small town restaurant. Like but go, is it a if small go, town? But if you go to small town USA, you I'm not going to say you find niche places like fucking Stars Hollow, but like... But this is the first and only time we see the Hungry Diner, so I always got the impression that it was outside of town. Probably. Maybe it was like in a neighboring town. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's just bullshit. But Stars Hollow is very tiny, so I'm assuming like when we said like, where where are all these places? I'm assuming there's like, there's Stars Hollow and then there's like little places outside of Stars yeah, Hollow. Yeah, for sure. But like, I mean, on Sh- like on Shit's Creek, like everything's in Elmdale. Yeah, fucking Elmdale. <laughs> the Holiday Inn in Elmdale! Yeah, Anyways, like, whatever. Let's, let's all move to Elmdale. It sounds like a good place to be. I mean, it sounds better than Shit's Creek. Yeah. But, um, anyways, shall we move on to the main event? What, how Rory um, has a cast on her arm because of really big bees? I mean, <laughs> that wasn't the main offense. That's like how, terrible fucking How the hell it. would you get a wrist, uh, broken wrist, fractured wrist, whatever the hell she has? How did you get that from bees? I don't know. That wasn't the finest line in the series. <laughs> really big I bees. I mean, it was, it was one of those things. You know what it was? Now that you said, I wasn't going to bring it up, but it was one of those things where you're like, it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, what? Yeah. And you laugh because it's ridiculous, not because it's a clever line. That's the whole point. I know. So the, the main event being... Uh, main event being um, Richard's being secretarily challenged. Yes. So, Do rich people not understand that the world does not revolve around them? I don't think so. Because Richard is saying that he's not going to open his business... Without Margie. Without Largie Margie, which was not <laughs> a very nice nickname, Lorelai. <laughs> But he's saying he's not going to open his business because Marge is not coming with him. Margie, not Marge. Whatever. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's probably all short for Margaret. Probably. But I mean, really? It's, yeah. He wants to back out of his lease? That's the whole, I think that that's the joke. Is that, it's not, I mean, it's not a joke, but like the whole idea is Listen, that the like. the fact that he prides himself on being this big businessman and like yeah. knowing, because you know, he lectures Lorelai about like. How you should act. You can't talk yeah. to clients like but that. But Lorelai had to be the one to point out to him. She can't even function without a secretary. Yeah, number one. Number two, Lorelai is the one that had to mention to him that, are you seriously not even offering to match her salary and you expect her to come over with like no job security? Yeah, exactly. Really rich people? I wrote in my notes, yes. such bougie rich folk. Because. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. There's no other, like, there's no other way to describe it in that. People who are fina- who are like wealthy and financially well off do like the problems of the middle class and lower middle class and below that they like they don't see their problems. It's like they're so high up on this high horse, shall we say that they pedestal. Don't, pedestal. Whatever it is. They don't, but like they they think so highly of themselves and of their standing that they don't that they don't know how to look down. You know Literally. I mean? You know what I mean? No, no, I get it. Because I was just up. like like, they're, on the one hand, I'm like, yes, it's comical that he's, the, he's, listen, I know it's a show, right? It's, yeah. Like, that was but, the like, whole, our was, job is to analyze, our job. It was supposed to. <laughs> it's to analyze, right? And we I'm wish like, we're being paid for this, I you guys. I wish, guys. Venmo me money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I would never. But, I mean, like, on the one hand, I'm like, this is hilarious in that it's so ridiculous. And on the other, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Get another motherfucking secretary. Yeah, like I feel like it's not hard for the audience. The whole the joke is supposed to be that like, wow, he can't function without a secretary. Yeah, but like, and with, like, like Emily's so in on it too. She's like, like, oh my god, you need her. She plans everything. Oh my god. No, no one would blame you for getting out of your lease. Like, like what? Oh lord. Like, anyways, it I kind was, I'm it was kind of really upset funny. we never got to see Margie because I'm like, I, I want to meet this lady who held up Richard's life. I know, <laughs> like his his work, Emily. Yeah. Yeah. Episode title: Margie. Margie Margie? Margie no, Margie. Like Chatty Patty. Chatty. <laughs> um, anyway, so Lorelai ends up going to work with her father. Yeah. Just for a little bit to help him get set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so, Richard is so useless. He can't even control really is a thermostat or a phone. Number one. Did they you hung see, up. Did you, okay, they hung, they've already hung up. Don't even bother. But hold on. Because you said useless. He is. You know when they've done, they've done the interview with Karen and yes. Lorelai's the one walking Karen out and he's like super uninterested? Did you notice that when Lorelai's coming back in, he has picked up his, sta- I'm looking around for a stapler as if we're going to find it at the kitchen table, but he's picked up his stapler and he's just like, 
click, 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 click. Like he's playing with his fucking stapler. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Like this episode was just like. The, I don't no, know. If there's a lot to unpack. Here. I don't know if they're playing off the fact that it's like rich people, oh, rich people, like everything is like handed to them kind of thing and they need everything. Or if they're playing off the fact that Richard is useless and like, oh, men. You know what I mean? I think it's a bit of both in that like as a rich white man, <laughs> everything is, everything is handed we to say him. say that at least once an episode. Everything is, and misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> everything is handed to him, but also like the the whole uh patriarchal aspect of like oh well men have more important things to worry about than answering the phone but and like all these like, like menial tasks that like these tasks matter yeah like and no offense to my own father but there are certain things that he can't even do and he's like well how, how am i supposed to know how to do that i'm like you live here <laughs> you know what it is though it's the fact that um Oh my god, why is the longest pause? You always have the longest pause. I pauses. always have the longest pauses because I always open she's my like, mouth before I know what the fuck I'm gonna say. She's deep in thought. No. It's it's weird because on the one hand, this job is so like menial to them. Mm-hmm. Like the job of a secretary is so menial, like, how am I supposed to know where the paper is? Margie takes care of that. Yeah. But on the other hand, she runs your entire fucking life and you don't know where the fucking paper is to run shit write shit down. So it's the um, juxtaposition, shall we say? Yes. I use that juxtaposition. Nice <laughs> Juxta- I can't even say you it. You can't say it. Juxtaposition. There Good. We go. Sounded out like a speaking spell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, should we talk about Rory and Dean? Yeah. Do you want to know what I wrote for Rory and Dean? Please tell me. Um, and I want you to tell me if I'm exaggerating. Why is Dean so violent? In what way? Like he kicked the car and the garbage can. I feel like he has a very, very short temper. And it's problematic. And the reason I said, tell me if I'm exaggerating. Okay. I won't. I'm not done. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I say, tell me if I'm exaggerating is because I don't know if I'm reading too much into it because I just fucking hate Dean. Mm -hmm. Or if it's actually problematic, the fact that like, or if what I mean to say is, or if he's actually justified in his response because some other guy crashing the car that led to your girlfriend's broken wrist is worth that reaction. Was that a sentence? It's a run-on sentence, so I'll give it to you. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. To me, it's like, okay, be mad, but like... Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, so I'm not going to say you're overreacting or, exagger- or exaggerating, but... Thank you. <laughs> I feel like... And I've said this a thousand times before, but here we go again. I feel like, as a character, Dean... He has no depth. Obviously, that. For oh. 100% has n- very minimal depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, like, that's the basis of his appeal for some people. And I'm not going to go into I the don't... whole generals thing again, but, like, Dean, as a character, represents a very black and white version of... Um, like a teenage boy, shall we say? And like the whole we talk about the whole Andy Hardy paradox yeah. surrounding Dean. But you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say that. That's how he. That's like how he acts in all scenarios. But like, because he fits this very black and white, boring mold of a teenage boy character, it's like that. Then, like, justifies his heteropatriarchal behavior. Shall we say? In terms of like, oh, men get angry and kick the car and men but get yeah, angry. Like, see, here's the thing. It's like justifying his anger in his character type. You know what I mean? No, I get what you're saying completely. And I know we've said it before, this Andy Hardy character were like very 50s roles, like whatever. 30s. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Backyard musicals are what they were called. You know so what, take right. that into account. Backyard yeah. musicals. But you know what it is also is the fact that this is a teenage thing. Yeah. Where I feel it's like... It's very WB. Can we put it that yes, way? Yes, it's very 2000s WB. We've said it before and you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's also very... You know this um, trope of like teenage girls needing to be saved and protected by men? Yeah. Because you know what I was recently thinking of? I don't know why I was thinking of this. Mm-hmm. Because Oh, I know why. <laughs> because... Um, P.S. I Still Love You, the, the, the sequel to To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Yes. Um, you know, when you finish the movie, Netflix always suggests other things and they suggested the kissing booth. 
Okay, I haven't watched it. You haven't watched The Kissing Booth? Okay, no. I watched it when I was in Campbellton, like back when I was in New Brunswick. Yeah. And there's a the the big storyline of that thing is like he's very protective of this girl, mm-hmm. and like he doesn't let other guys date her, and he yes. kicks everyone's ass when they like pay attention to her, and yeah. so that that um, image that I think they're feeding like teenage girls is problematic. But I mean. I feel like it was very big in the early 2000s. It was very, yeah. I, th- I feel like it's still kind of big. Like, people love it when men, like, protect girls. Or I'm, are protective I'm of girls. I'm not even going to say it was, like, it was big in the 2000s. But I feel it, like it, it was bigger then. Because we know better now. <laughs> and it was big in the 80s. It was big in, like, right? like you, 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 can, you can go all the way back to Andy so Hardy I feel if you like need to. that is what they're playing off of when Dean gets so upset yes. that his girlfriend... Um, it was hurt, like, you know, you know what hurt I mean? Hurt by another, by someone hurt else. Hurt by another guy, but also, like, but don't get me wrong, like, you, you love the fact, and I love the fact, because I said it last episode, wouldn't we have loved to see how Jess took care of her? Yes! The, you know what I mean? But, like, we're playing into yeah, that, too, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's a very, it's, it's, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, like, it's, I feel like there's a way to do it, though. It's like, if you have to do it by making the guy be violent, it's a turnoff for me. I think I think what people are attracted to in terms of audience looking for something in a character or in a in a storyline is a chivalry. Yeah, but see, here's kind of, the but thing. like, but like the that's called the chivalric code because I had to learn that in a yeah. in a medieval literature class I was forced to take. I learned that too. It's in um, English classes. It's just but like that. That code can be translated in in multiple different ways. But that's it. That's what I'm saying. I think there's different ways to do it. There's different layers to it. Yes. And all of Rory's boyfriends, or all of the guys that are interested in Rory, I should say, all do it in their own ways. Mm-hmm. And some annoy me more than others. Like when I say that it's a turnoff for me that he gets violent in the kissing booth. Like, this is why I couldn't take this movie seriously. Because he's literally getting into fistfights every second scene because some guy looks at her. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody, does a girl really want, and she has to calm him down. She's like, look at, look at me, look at me, breathe. And I'm like, yo, I don't need this problem right yeah. now. I, I, so yeah, I know So for me, it's like, and look, I think Jess is also, like, plays into that. Yeah. But I think they do it differently in the sense that Jess is very protective of the fact that, like, She's going to school. She, re- you know what I mean. You're going to Harvard. That good for you. Like all, like he nurtures that part yeah. of it. Whereas Dean has the more possessive role. It's true. So definitely, Dean is definitely possessive. So there's different ways to do that chivalry thing. Yeah, but it's without that, making me want to vomit. It definitely is playing into that chivalric code. Just like, like the just, the way in which the way in which that code is interpreted by Gilmore Girls yeah. is, what's at, is what's at stake here. But I don't even think Gilmore Girls. I think it's this one character I think Gilmore it is. Girls. And I think, like, but what we're talking about in terms of, like, uh, men's anger being justified by this, you know, chivalry or, like, through the eyes of the female character and thus the audience, depending on how you want to look at it, I feel like that anger is problematic and yeah. m- misogynistic and... Any other, you know, verb you want to come, you want to come up. Any other adjective you want to come up with, um, and I think what I think what we need to discuss more is not like how we play into it. It's more like not letting men get away with it as much. So it's like, yeah, but obviously in terms of like Dean hitting the car, Dean kicking the bag, like whatever. But like in terms of you know, I haven't seen the kissing booth, but from what you, you tell me, really go watch it's it. like just for this, like just to know where I'm coming from. Like if he punches, because I feel like he would be very upset. It's like if he punches the guy just because he looks at her wrong. Like that's like that's like, like a, that's an issue. Like that like that that's anger management. If that were me issues. and the guy was like get away from like I'd be like bye ciao have each other like I don't want you. Yeah, you know what I mean, but. Like, can we even talk, like, should we even get into, like... No, we shouldn't get into it it's too much. But I feel like I'm just coming from this, this, this point of view of, like, there's different ways to do that. Yeah. Like, Luke has always been very chivalrous, but wasn't very possessive until, like, the later seasons. Okay? Yeah, so there's, there's different... Let's think it's that dichotomy between Luke and the way Christopher, like, remember when Lorelai sees Liz's baby for the first time? Mm-hmm. And Christopher comes out? And, like, he pulls Lorelai towards him and puts his arm around her. Like, oh, yeah. Logan does that, too. When he sees Jess for the first time, he puts his arm around Rory. That's like, so there's true. different ways to portray it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not saying... It's problematic, for sure. 
I feel like it's more problematic now that we know better. Yeah. Like yes, in 2005, exactly. we're like, oh, giggly. Exactly, yes. You know, like we love the fact that Edward Cullen was there for Bella. <laughs> like, you know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, yes. But now 100%. we're just like, get the, f- you're watching me sleep, bitch. That's yeah. creepy, get out of my room. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. That, that kind Leave of, me alone, vampire yes. boy. <laughs> like, you know? That kind of, yes. That, that like kind two of, guys fighting over your yes, kind of thing. Yes, that kind of thing definitely evolves with time and like shifting norms of everything that's why like i'm super okay if rory ends up alone in the revival you mean the hypothetical second revival no but i mean like in general in yeah. general like she don't you know man what about paul no fuck <laughs> like fucking but like yell or gilmore for the yes, win exactly it's just, it's just that's what i wanted to bring but up. just <laughs> but like on the topic of you know we we know better now and like in 2005 or when was it twilight came out in 2008 so like in 2008 2009 when everybody's freaking out over like Jacob, the book came out in like, true. Jacob or Edward or whatever the hell it was. Team Edward. It's, team Jacob. It's um, team, team Edward. Team fuck off. Team Edward's the only answer, by the way. Uh, um, but it's both problematic. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't even know what to respond to. But this. like, in response to that, in terms of like, we know better now, or like, it's difficult to say that because like. Well, we always know better. Yeah, we always know better, and it's like we know better as we get older. So I feel like those kind of things are aimed towards teenage girls and me, apparently. <laughs> but, like, those kind of things are aimed towards youth-oriented audiences, so it's, like... But I feel they like might that's not, a they problem. Might, that is a problem, and they might... Like, they're playing off of naive, naivete. You, yeah, you grow up thinking that, like, men are supposed to fight over you or get violent over you and, like, get possessive of you and you can't be your own person. And I feel like that, exactly right there, that... If you don't have... By the way, I should preface this. Like, if you don't have the opportunity to learn otherwise and people keep feeding that to exactly. you... Exactly. Like, that's a problem. And I feel like that is why so many people in this day and age hate Ross from Friends. Because, like, I'm sorry. It, I mean, I didn't watch Friends in the 90s, but I watched Friends in the 2000s. And, like, nobody around me was outraged by Ross and no. his possessiveness and yeah. uh, other, you know, unattractive qualities. If we're qualities. talking possessiveness of fictional characters, I don't even think Ross is the, like... He's not the worst. There's, no. There's definitely, there's definitely worse. But like, but it's not like it's not the character's fault. Like meaning, meaning, mm-hmm. it's the way the we perceive things back then. Yeah, and how the characters wrote it because they perceived like you know what I mean. Yes, I don't and, know if I'm articulating properly. It's yes, not a and, good day. Coronavirus. But, <laughs> but in terms of just because I feel like the hate for Ross Geller nowadays like runs so deep in yeah. terms of like, and like anybody who you ask why they hate them will give you valid reasons. And like, no, absolutely. I never really enjoyed Ross, but like upon rewatching Friends a thousand times in more recent years, I'm like 100% I see why this character is annoying and sucks and is very problematic. I look back at like young Eleni watching season one and two of Gilmore Girls. And I told you before, I was like, I kind of wanted to see what Rory and Tristan would have been like. And now I'm like, bye, Tristan. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? We're, we evolve. So could we say that, like, we... We can say whatever we want. <laughs> could we say that, like, we look back upon what we enjoyed... And we cringe. ...as kids. And it's <laughs> no, like... And it's like... Was our reaction back then fed to us? Or was it... Like, a, a combination of it being fed to but us honestly, and more natural. But honestly, this episode brought that up in me. I was like... Because then I, I wrote down what I wrote down in my notes. And I was like huh <laughs> like i never thought about it that way you know what i mean yeah i was like probably 11 10 year old that was super excited that the guy was getting so mad that like you know what i mean yes. like probably i don't remember what my reaction was when i was reading twilight but i was like oh edward loves her he gonna protect her you know what i mean like yes now yeah. i'm just like i'm over that shit because it's not realistic also you know what i mean so in conclusion in conclusion men are trash no i'm kidding I was going to say, in conclusion... In conclusion, people's perceptions of men are trash. I was going to say, in conclusion, um, heteropatriarchal norms are bad. Yeah. Can we, can we go <laughs> yeah, with that? Yeah, that, that's okay. better than what I said. Okay. For sure. So, shall we talk about the first appearance of Lane's future passion in yes. this episode? Yes, we should. Sophie's music opens. Also, first episode where Carol King... Yes. How many episodes does she do in total? I'm not sure, but she's there um, a lot in season three. Yeah. And she's there again in season four, I believe. I don't even remember how long. For sure in season three, I don't, but I don't remember how long she, she sticks around. And then she's there for the revival. What's your favorite Carol King song? It's Too Late. I love that song, too. Yes, I like the whole Tapestry album, though. That's a really good album, to be honest with you. 
I think everyone loves that album. It's like if you know that's the one album you're gonna know by Carole King, but um, it's a good album. Honestly, though, I have a hard time putting the voice like with that face. When you, oh yeah, Just for because, sure. Like, She's very yeah. I mean, it's because her character is like very like. I don't know, like, she's like, Lane, get out of the short, like, store, like, get out yeah, of the shop, no, like, I'm closing, like, She's you know? kind of funny it's looking. Too late you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, what's happening? She's kind of funny looking, I'm not gonna lie. But, she's like, in an endearing way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Lane, they open up a music shop in mm-hmm. Stars Hollow. Yes. And Lane goes in because if she didn't get it by now, Lane loves music. Yeah. Um, I always find it weird, though, that, like, she just sees the drums and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna be a drummer. How did she teach herself how to play the drums? True. She no, Lane had no formal training. Zero. So, <laughs> and she even says she's hitting herself in the face. Yeah. Like. So I feel like we're I feel like we're meant to believe that she develops some kind she of She has like this innate talent. Yeah, for it. she develops some kind of talent organically by like practicing on pots, pots and, and pans. pans yeah. And just like other things she mentions and I feel like the, they probably didn't give it that much thought because Lane was kind of a supporting background character I wish they had given it a little bit more thought not for this in like, particular but I feel like giving Lane a storyline like this was enough for them kind of you know like it was like enough of a of a, of a crumb of a carrot, of a carrot. <laughs> yeah um, can we say that this is the beginning of Lane's web of lies and deception true yes yeah. it's the first which goes on until season four yeah when it all comes to a head. Yeah. Years um, of repressed anger. And yeah. So she's feelings. already... Yeah, right? She's already asking Sophie to close the lights <laughs> because her mom takes that route back from... Might walk home. Some, might walk sometimes home. Sometimes she walks home might, that way. Might, might, But I also love the, um, shall we say, juxtaposition again, oh. <laughs> when um, Lane is calling Rory to tell her that she found her new passion mm-hmm. and she goes back into the shop and they're singing and there's a guitar Ooh. and like... I love the fact that throughout the show... Mrs. Kim is really into music, and she knows all the hymns, and she knows, like, yeah, like, so, yeah, like so. G-sharp, like, you know what I mean? And then, like, her daughter is keeping this giant secret from her involving music. Yes, but then in the later seasons, when... Oh, she gets really into it. Yeah, in the later seasons, she's, like, very critical of, like, the bands. Uh, yeah. This song, not your best. We should rework the lyrics. Yeah. I, I love it, too. I love that evolution. Yeah. We, we'll get to it when we get to it there, but I, I just find it... I just pointed out, like, it's the first time, it, it's the first in a set of really big lies that yeah. are going to come. Um, Understandable, though, because there's no way that she would approve. Yeah, I know. We've said it before. Mrs. Kim is a little bit repressive. Yes. A lot. Repressive. A little. Mm. Mm, didn't choose my words properly. Boys don't like funny girls. That's true, though. <laughs> Been breaking your spirit since she started watching the show. <laughs> Oh, Mrs. Kim, Poor if only Lenny. you weren't right. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know. Can we talk about the prank that Lorelai played on Emily? Oh, on yes. Phone? <laughs> like, does he know what this is about? Uh, Mr. Gilmore didn't say he was married. <laughs> She's like, what? Ah, uh, Lorelai. I think that whole um, office scene where Lorelai's helping Richard... Mm-hmm. I got the like the office scene or the office at the at the store the office max where they went to? no 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 like or her was help it office is, max where the hell office, office ball bulk <laughs> office barn okay. I was thinking of bulk barn <laughs> we don't got that here so no we don't have that here um no I'm talking about like when she's helping him in the office mm-hmm. I feel like he really underestimates his daughter yes and she is actually having fun working with her dad. She is. Spending time with him, I should say. However. However. I feel like it's difficult to go one way or the other on this because, yes, we could say, obviously, Richard was enjoying spending time with his daughter and had underestimated how much she knew in this area and whatever and was, like, into it. Mm -hmm. But also, um, I'm not going to let him get away with that altogether because he was kind of just... I think he was just kind of letting letting another woman take care of him. Like, yes. I, like obviously, because like he, I'm not going to discount the fact that obviously he enjoyed spending time with his daughter. No, no, of course but not. It was but like, for him, it was like maybe tomorrow we'll do this. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like it's and not, she gets lunch and she. It's like, not even that. It's not even that he like obviously he enjoys spending time with his daughter, but I feel like he just enjoys someone else taking care of things. Yeah. And he's taking advantage of the fact that Lorelai is good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So yeah, it's just another person that he can he can have waiting on him hand and foot. And like exa- yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so when Laura, like I'm not gonna, I don't feel bad for Richard when Lorelai said like 
I, have, I can't come back here tomorrow. Like, yeah. I have a fucking job. But can I say that that is like, if you wanted to explain the Gilmores in one scene, mm-hmm. that would be the perfect one. Yeah. Because they're all like this. You sit all, I mean, with the exception of Rory, I think. Mm. No, but what I mean to say is like, they're all like, Lorelai didn't mean anything bad by saying like, I have my own job, like I can't help you forever. But the slightest thing. Oh, he's a baby. No, no, no. But what I mean is this. Yeah, he's a baby. <laughs> but the slightest thing and their walls come up again. Yes, exactly. Because they don't know how to talk to each other. Rory's like that too. In the later seasons. Yes, but I think less so than her grandparents and her mother. Yeah. Um, Rory in her, Because in she her did own, have a healthier upbringing. Rory in her own way. Yeah. But I mean, the slightest thing that doesn't go your way, and it's nothing bad that she's telling you, you know she has a job. He's like, well, yes, you can leave now. We're not going to even finish our lunch. Yes. It's, like, you know they, what I mean? Like, they don't know how to talk to each and other. They don't, and they don't know how to process their emotions with, no. with, with each other. So mm-hmm. it's like the first immediate response is to push, is to push you away. Yeah. That's it. Like, they all just push each other away. Yeah. Because even she, like, didn't stay to be like, no, Dad, we're going to finish our lunch. I just have to go. Like, you know? She's like, okay, yeah, ciao. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. And Break through that barrier. As we've said, Richard and Emily are babies, just like your grandmother is a baby. Yeah, As we babies. established, everyone's, they're all babies. My grandmother and I had a very nice conversation today. Yes. That I didn't listen to. <laughs> five five minutes into recording, we had to pause because... Uh, My grandmother called me. <laughs> to uh, give you what? Conspiracy theories about the coronavirus. Not her own conspiracy theories. Somebody has been feeding her conspiracy theories. And she just wanted to relay the information. In short, uh, don't tell your grandparents coronavirus conspiracy theories. Just Please don't. don't. Just don't do it. It's never ending well. So, um, have I already mentioned how much I hate how Rory's held this different standard yes. where no, where nobody can believe she can do anything wrong. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Makes me want to jump through this TV screen. This episode, um, is a lot. Was famous for that. Taylor, that Jess was driving. That like yeah. Rory goes to apologize to Taylor. He's like, Oh, don't worry about it. Have a peach. <laughs> Uh, Babette tells him. Which is, like, generous of her, because, like, I wouldn't give a shit if I ran into somebody's bench. Like, I was in a car accident. It wasn't even his bench. His sign was just on the bench. Yeah, I know. So, like, she was being generous, apologizing. I think it was more her way of, like, wanting people to know that she was also involved. Yeah, for sure. Because the whole town has been blaming Jess. It's like a cry for help in terms of, like, listen to me. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest problem that I have with this episode. She's speaking and no one is listening. Oh, yes. And I... Her little break breakdown at the end of the episode was long overdue. Mm-hmm. Long overdue. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. um, according to Babette, it's so hard to be a woman. And did you know she was in a cult? Listen, Babette, <laughs> I can surprised? agree. I can. No one is. <laughs> I can agree with the fact that it's very hard to be a woman. Um, but Babette, I'm very disappointed in you because a woman is trying to speak to you and tell you that it was her her fault also, and you're just like, no, it was Jess's fault. Men are trash. <laughs> Which on the one hand, like, I'll give it to her because she was in the, her heart was in the right place. Yeah. That's the thing I can say about Babette with certainty is her heart is always in the right place. Yeah, she's just a little, you know. She's just a little rough around the edges. Ray, sweetie! <laughs> like, Jesus, Babette. That's a very good, that's a very good impression. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's just, I was going to say, she's just a little deranged. Yeah, she is. But everyone in Tara's house is a bit deranged. Listen. It's just, it was very frustrating watching Rory trying to, like, convey what she wanted to say. Like, not necessarily, I think, really, what she needed in that moment was for somebody to just acknowledge that she played a role in that, too. Yeah. I feel like if if anyone had said, like, yes, I acknowledge you were in the car, it wasn't all your fault, but yes, you were in the car, and bad Rory, like, you know what I mean? She didn't even need all the blame, she just needed some of it. Yeah. And I feel like she just wanted people to stop, like, pouncing on Jess so much. Like, it was... I think it's both. I think she wanted people to stop pouncing on Jess because she knows Jess is a good guy and he's shown her a side of him that no one else has seen. Mm -hmm. And it's also the fact that I feel like she wants people to take her more seriously. Yeah. Um, like want, but like wants to, wants people like to, want people to see her not as this little kid anymore. Yeah, no, she wants to have she, a peach and like patting her on the <laughs> head, exactly, like come exactly. on. She wants people to take her perspective seriously. Yes, and it was so frustrating to me at the end of the episode where she's trying to talk to Lorelai and Lorelai's still not fucking listening yeah. to her. And so, good thing you brought that up because I have a whole paragraph on mm. <laughs> that. Problemy. Um, <laughs> so I really want to know. Why Lorelai thinks Jess is a, quote, out of control, really angry kid. I don't get it. 
I like, Does she think he crashed the car on purpose? But like, my have, voice was squeaky <laughs> as fuck. But has, has anybody <laughs> has anybody in Stars Hollow actually seen an angry kid? Like an actual, an actual angry out of control kid. You know what though? Because in comparison to like, I know this is television. I know this is fictional Stars Hollow. No, but still, I but get like, it. Jess is rainbows and butterflies in comparison to actually misguided youth. Dean <laughs> is more violent <laughs> than thank, Jess. Thank you, thank you. I have always. And yet you have no problem giving your daughter to Dean. But Jess is the problem. Well, let's be honest. What Dean, is, kn- Dean knows Jahan. What has Jess done? He has painted a chalkboard out a chalkboard a chalk outline of a dead body, which is funny, which is hilarious. I've not violent it. at all. He stole some baseballs, which we don't. He stole a gnome. All right, whatever. Fucking Pierpont was returned <laughs> to his yard. Okay. And he had a car accident, but it's called an accident. As Jess Judy says, it's called an accident for a reason. It's not called on on purpose. And Rory has already told you guys that a furry thing ran into the road. Yeah. And he swerved. See, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like if it, if we we discussed this last time. Yeah. But I feel like if it had been hypothetically Rory and Dean in the car. Nobody would be acting like this. No, first of all. But also, we would have gotten both sides of the story. E.g. both, e.g. we would have listened to both, to to both people in the car and some, and they both would have confirmed, yeah, something furry ran into the road. Yeah. But, like, we don't get to have all sides of the story, all perspectives heard no. here because... Because everyone just assumes that Jess is terrible. Exactly. And that's... And like For that's, what? For doing a couple of pranks around this fucking boring town? <laughs> you don't think he's bored? He came from New York City to Stars Hollow. Of course he's fucking bored. But, like, I'm saying, how is any of those things or his... Or just his attitude, his whatever, how is any of that... An out of control, really she, angry kid. <laughs> like, no, no, she's still holding on to that first conversation they had. For and sure. like, and like, as there's we, no other explanation. And as we've already, and like, Lorelai is kind of full of herself. One hundred percent. That would make sense, but also, like, she's very self. She's very self-absorbed, but also. <laughs> say, but also again, if you were writing an essay, I'd fail you. But also, and also, in conclusion, but also. Yeah, in conclusion, but also. I don't know what I'm going to say anymore. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she's self-absorbed. Yeah, she's self-absorbed. And just, I think, like, we've already established this. Lorelai and Jess are just very similar. And I feel and I feel like she's scared, just in general. Because yeah. not just with Jess, but just, like, she, she, Lorelai is just scared in general of Rory going down... Any the bad pa- path. Any path that might lead her to the same mistake she made, which is valid, and I get it. But at the same time, Jess is not going to lead you down that path. If anything, Dean led her down that path. Thank you. In conclusion, fuck you, Dean. In conclusion, but also. Like That's the episode to- title. That's the episode title. What was that snort? That's me getting... Very excited. Yes. Um... I want to talk about the last scene of the episode where Rory sees Luke coming back from fishing. It's not the best. It's not the best? I said, isn't that the best? Oh, I was like, bitch. <laughs> um, I thought it was a really nice moment of two people who actually saw a different side of Jess and actually believed in Jess. And who are actually listening to a different side of the, of the story. Yeah. And who are agreeing that like... Uh... Because remember when um, Lorelai yelled bloody murder at Luke, Luke went to go find Jess. Yes. And Jess is like, I made sure she was okay. Like you, so many tears. Relax. <laughs> He's coming back next episode. Um, you know, I feel like Luke would have given him a the benefit of the doubt, and B would have listened to him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and anyone anyone who knows Jess and has seen him interact with Rory knows that he would never intentionally try to hurt her. Like, what are people thinking that he intentionally trying to hurt like, her? Like, that's my issue though. Is that like all of these claims, all of these. Theories about Jess are completely unfounded. So leave my husband alone. Oh my nah. god! So season three is gonna be a shit show. So <laughs> I really just I, I think buckle up, bitches. Vroom vroom, bitches. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I just it was a very nice moment of a somebody finally listening to Rory. Yes, we said, hey Luke, it wasn't his fault. He's like, I know. Not treating her like fucking garbage. Which is it? Just it's. It was a nice conclusion to a very, like, emotionally turb- turbulent episode. But also, in conclusion, but in conclu- also. In conclusion, but also. 
Luke shows that he's way more mature than all these other adults. Yes. Well... Then Lorelai, at the very least. Mature. Like, if you didn't get it last episode from her yelling at him and him keeping a cool face, like, I don't know whose side you're on. Not you. Like, I don't know who anyone's side was... Whose side anyone was on of last episode. But now you're just like, yo, he's cool, calm, and collected. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai's like, it's a thing, lad. I'll be my charming self. Yeah, like, fuck off. Fuck off. Yes. We, yeah. It's just... It's... I like what I don't know. I like what you said about how, like Luke is the only adult acting mature enough to hear both sides of the story. Yeah, and just kind of like not he, not even here, just like acknowledge. Just be there and it, listen. Yes, man. acknowledge that like two human beings were involved in this, and two human beings who both have feelings. And can we also acknowledge the fact that Luke could be very angry? Yeah, like. Luke, Luke has had a his Luke ha- has a history in in, in no, as we go forward. No, but what I'm trying to say of, is like he could be very angry with Rory because her mother just said all these things. Mm-hmm. Instead, he invites her inside, says, "Have a donut. I'll get you some coffee." And yes, if the roles were reversed, Lorelai would never do that. No. So in, in conclusion, Lorelai, trash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, but you know what I mean. Um, are we done? Um, I think so. I also wanted, before I forget, to uh, give a shout out to. I want to give a shout out too. to a message we received. Oh, is it the same message? I probably. I'm on, we're both on Instagram right yeah. now. Um, to a message we received. Um, when was it? I don't know. Is it? Let me see if I can find it. Um, was it Sunday? I think we're thinking the same. But yeah, no, that's not it. Um, very bad is segue. It said? Yes. yes, where is that? Do you want oh, me to here read it is. It? I found it. Okay, you can read it. No, so it's, it's okay. Um, I don't know if she wants to read it actually. Okay, well, we'll, 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 just, we'll sh- just say a shout out to, to one of our followers yes. who uh, messaged us saying that she's going through a really rough time and her and her daughter are just battling life right now. Mm-hmm. Which, listen, girl. Like Gilmore Girls. Yeah, number one. But also, <laughs> we get it. Yes. Um, unable to even listen to music, your podcast has made us laugh and given us something to look forward to. Which she goes on to say some other stuff that are very kind. And honestly, I started tearing up when I read it. <laughs> like, I'm honestly speechless. Me too. Just because, listen, we started this podcast um, out of... Uh, out literally of, a dream. Yeah, dream. Out of a dream. <laughs> and just out of like... A 3 a.m. fucking notebook Yeah, scroll. just like for fun, basically. Yeah. And it's just, it's very, it's like unbelievable that our incoherent ramblings resonate with so many of you. Yeah. So literally, thank you thank more you than so we can, much. more than we could ever imagine. I'm so sorry. You're going through a rough time. We responded. <laughs> um, if you ever need a laugh, please, uh, contact us. Yeah. <laughs> we can make you laugh. Yeah. So and, uh, thank you guys so much for the support. But seriously, like, have, did you, did, did you picture any of this? Something like that? I happening? never, like I, honest to God, I, I thought people would like laugh. Maybe like, you know, Gilmore Girls still resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. So I knew we'd have listeners, whatever. I never thought we'd be getting messages like these. I never thought people would be telling us our accents are so cute. <laughs> I never thought um, people would be tagging us in all kinds of shit saying yeah. we'd love this. Like, oh, or like sharing our posts with people. Yeah. Or like over 3,500 followers on Instagram. It's yeah. just like crazy yeah because like, like we said we started this for fun like seriously like seriously we did not like a lot of, and i feel like there's a lot of, i literally said to jeffrey don't mean to cut you off i literally said to jeffrey i don't care if we just have like one follower literally <laughs> like we did like we literally did it's this for fun vent. yeah it was like a, it, it started off as like a more of a us to have like a discussion i was living far away so it was for us to be closer for us to have these discussions that we usually have over text yeah and we were we were honestly just tired of screaming at each other over text over gilmore girls over text messages that were like, we're going to start broadcasting this to the world. So yeah. again, the fact that this screaming resonates with you, with you so much is just unbelievable. So yeah. so thank you to that follower and yes. all the followers. And all I was going to say about followers was that like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, you're famous, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Again, we did this for fun and we did not ever expect this kind of response, yeah, this kind of following. Yeah, I was kidding when I said Venmo me money. Yeah. Like, we're not so, doing it for money. We're not doing it for anything. And I feel like there's a kind of a prejudice on social media where it's like people think, you know, you bought a following or you like, you were, we were already famous. So that's why people follow us. Like literally, no. What? Like we did not ask for any of this. Famous. So we're not famous. I look like a rooster today, guys. <laughs> look at this hair. 
<laughs> no, it's no. But hey, if this Lauren, if Lauren, friend. if Lauren Graham wants to come on our podcast, she's oh, welcome. I would not say no. <laughs> also, Lauren Graham, Venmo me money. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not getting Scott Patterson because of Eleni's. Uh, oh, relax. He should get over it. Eleni's behavior. Just he should get over it. Anyway, where can they follow us? So follow us on Twitter at Gilmore Podcast and on Instagram Gilmore Girls Podcast. And if they want to email us, GilmorePodcast at gmail.com. I don't think we've gotten any emails in a very long time. We have, we got one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so thank you for emailing us thank if you, you want to if us. you want to go old school and uh, yeah, you know, all those options are available to you. Be our pen pal. Be our pen pal, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Yes, stay safe. Wash your hands and uh, stay home. Stay home if you can. Don't hoard masks. And don't hoard toilet paper. Please. Send In some, conclusion. Send some. <laughs> send some to me. Send some to Lani's grandma. But also, oh, I did it again. <laughs> but also don't. Yes. See you next week for the finale. Bye.